Beep, 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 It's an emergency podcast to talk about this movie. We had to do it. True. We did have to do it. It was just that urgent. Okay, I'm going to stop doing that noise. No listener is going to enjoy that. I didn't I didn't know if I should do you want me to join in? Should we do it together? <laughs> oh no. Oh no. We've lost all of our listeners. They were like, oh, I wonder what they're doing for season two. <laughs> Pass. Pass. Yeah, I'm no longer interested in this podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Adapted for Your Viewing. My name is David and I watch too many movies. And my name is Amanda and I read too many books. We are brother and sister and this is our podcast for nerds where we talk too much about movies and the books they're based on. And today we're doing something different. Today we will be talking about Mulan, the 2020 direct to Disney Plus release that came out earlier this month, directed by Nikki Caro. That's right. Another one of the Disney anime classics that has live action adaptation. And like a lot of folks, we have a lot of opinions. Your job is to bring honor to the family. Do you think you can do that? Since this is a full movie review, our talk will be full of spoilers. So if you Mm -hmm. haven't watched it and don't want it spoiled, go ahead and get past that that rich, rich $30 paywall on Disney Plus first and come back here to process your thoughts with us. Yeah, that was a lot of money. I'm glad you (laughs) bought it and I didn't. Yeah, that's the benefit of sharing a Disney Plus account at least. (laughs) For real. Uh, and if you've already made that at-home purchase with absolutely no regrets, or if, go, just, money bags. <laughs> or if you're just here to join the discussion, here's a brief story, a brief summary of the movie's plot. So I actually did, I did something else. Usually I write up my own plot. So there are two descriptions. Um, since these are two movies, one adapted from the other, um, let me know if, if, if one of these, so both these descriptions are on Disney Plus. Let me know which one you think is attributed to the OG movie and which one is attributed to the new okay. movie. Didn't realize I'd get a quiz yeah, right off quiz. the gate with this. Okay, <laughs> okay, let's hear let's hear both of them, and I'll see which one's live action and which one is the animated film. Okay, so the first one is disguised as a male soldier, a young girl bravely takes on her takes her father's place in the Imperial Army. Okay. The second one, a fearless young woman risks everything out of love for her family and her country to become one of the greatest warriors China has ever known. Okay, I feel like the second one is live action and the first one's animated. I just, no, we're not talking about it yet. <laughs> but yes, you're 100% right. And <laughs> I knew it. Therein, I've, I feel like that's going to be what we come back to often with this adaptation. But basically, that's the plot. A young woman kind of takes her dad's place in the army to fight invaders in China and um, things happen after that basically. (laughs) So before we dive into the story of this particular 2020 live action adaptation, I think Mm -hmm. it's important a little bit to talk about the original animated film absolutely, uh, and like what it meant to you because this is the original animated film. I consider it to be in the pantheon of Disney animated classics. What Absolutely. what do you like? How are how do you feel about the animated movie? 
Uh, this is probably my favorite, uh, if not in the pool of like top three movies that I love and still love from my childhood very, very much. Um, I watched it endlessly as a kid when it came out. I thought it was super cool. I still think the script is super tight. The characters are amazing. The animation is beautiful. Um, everything 10 out of 10, to be honest. And so when they said they were making a live ad- a live action adaptation, as much like I didn't like basically any of the other adaptations. I'm one of those. I'm one of those like Disney purist snobs. I hated all of the rest of them. This one I was kind of excited for because like how can you mess up Mulan? (laughs) (laughs) Famous last words. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) there are so many special things about the original animated classic. I think Mm -hmm. that it has probably some of the best characters in any animated Disney film. I think Mm -hmm. the only one that sort of challenges Mulan is Lion King. Yeah. Uh, I think those are probably the most like head to head in terms of story characters and music. Um, so I was also very nervous about this, mostly because, like you said, all the live actions have just straight up been terrible. I think the only yeah. one that I would deem okay would actually be Jungle Book, but that's just because I didn't – I'm not a big Jungle Book fan to begin with, so I didn't – Yeah, I the didn't Jungle Book, that. it was more, like, cool to see, and the Jungle yeah. Book original movie is so minimalist to begin with that it benefits from having – a different take on it, kind of the same way that Cinderella did. I really like the live action Cinderella, but also Cinderella is something that's been adapted a thousand times. Yeah. And so it it was more of like it's fun to see like a different live action take when there's already been so many different live action Cinderellas. Um this is different. <laughs> this is different. This is a little different. How did you like the movie, David? This movie is so frustrating because think about everything you loved about that animated movie. It is not in here whatsoever. (laughs) None of it. And I understand like some of the changes they've made. I'm not even that mad about it. There's only one thing. There's one thing that absolutely ruined this movie for me because I knew absolutely nothing about this live action movie. uh, And I was ready because I heard – I went in super blind. Uh I have not read up on this. And uh, I was ready for a lot of changes, too, because I heard it was going to be much more based in, like, authentic Chinese culture. They had the casting. um, They had – it wasn't, like, whitewashed like some other movies were. So I was ready for this movie. Absolutely. But about 15 minutes into the movie, I noticed there was no music. And so I turned to my wife and I'm like, why is there no music? She's like, oh, you didn't hear? They're not doing any music. I almost stormed off and turned off the movie at that point. For real? You you thought it was going to be a musical still? Well, all the other live actions were. So I just assumed that they were still going to have music. And I consider Mulan to have my favorite music of any animated Disney film. And so when there wasn't, I was like, what's the point of watching this movie? Well, it's it's not even that. 
right, it's not even that it's good music. It's like good musical music where like mm-hmm. it it moves the plot along. It's always like character building. Like there's, it's always done in a very interesting way. Um, like it's not just like a song to have a song. Like things in the plot are happening during that music. And so to completely strip it out, I understand that why they would, but then they didn't replace it with enough like visual storytelling so that we wouldn't notice his absence. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the composer for the score of this film said they were going to do like nods and hits to the original score. Nah, nah, they they did, they did reflections and that's just about it. There's like, maybe like once in a while you'll hear a melody from something else and it's really quick and it's gone in an instant, which is stupid. (laughs) It was stupid. stupid. (laughs) The, The soundtrack wasn't, the score wasn't that great in this, which is really disappointing. But I will say, so I will defend a single scene half-heartedly um so the scene where she is getting ready where mulan is getting ready to go and see the matchmaker and they play the same music from the anime they have they like pull in some of those chords from the animated song that plays during that scene i did really like that um i thought that was a very nice nod to the original um that was probably the only one i liked though (laughs) but i i don't want to nod I don't want to know. I want the full thing. Like as soon as that scene was played out, I was I was just like, "Where the heck is this song?" And I was well, okay. I don't. I did. I did not need this this movie to be just the original. Um, The problem is the original is so good that you have to make something good in its own right for it to stand up next to the original. Otherwise, like, why bother making this movie? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think so. Okay, so let's break it down. Where did this movie start to fall short with you? I will say, for me, scene one with Mulan chasing that chicken was where it lost me. (laughs) And, uh, okay, I feel like every point I'm going to make is going to draw back into the terrible decision to not have music. But I think after that scene, because I was reading up on this afterwards, um, that the reason they didn't have some of that music is because they wanted a more grounded Mulan. Okay, cool. (laughs) super down for that so why is your first scene with mulan as a child hopping around parkour style doing basically like crazy kung fu moves all around trying to get a chicken and you have the audacity to say that this is more grounded in reality yeah Yeah. i mean what what six-year-old doesn't know how to jump on top of a roof and kickflip off and catch herself with a stick in like a little opening in the wall and then land perfectly on two feet? What a wild scene. Grounded an, in reality, everybody. What an absolutely wild I, scene. The minute that that happened, I was like, oh, they just made Mulan into a superhero. And that's it. So like this entire movie, instead of it being about Mulan, who's like not particularly good at fitting into female gender stereotypes and not very good at passing herself off as a dude, uh, overcomes both those obstacles through her own determination to be able to defend her family and her country and to stay inside and to stay hidden inside of an army of dudes and fight this huge army and change the tide of the battle instead of that cool story we got a superhero story and that sucks yeah and uh, so we're, we're it feels like we're kind of centralizing this all around the changes so the first change is of course the music the second change is 
Mulan's character. So instead, instead of having her sort of work up to become a soldier and go from like nobody to a great hero, they added in an extra aspect that is very controversial for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, and it's called chi. Superhero chi. Superhero chi. Yeah. And this problems with a whole lot of things. And I think you nailed it on the head and it, it's because she is no longer special because um, she's worked hard and she's sacrificed and uh, she's doing this for honor for her family. She's special because she has superpowers that nobody mm -hmm. else has. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that undermines what was so special about the beginning yeah. uh, or about the animated movie, that this was just a normal girl willing to sacrifice everything. Right. She works hard and she achieves her goal. This is about a superhero <laughs> who was told she couldn't be a superhero very bluntly, incredibly yeah. bluntly, uh -huh. uh, and then becomes a superhero. It's yeah, It doesn't feel it. like in, like a story. Um, it doesn't feel like Mulan overcomes anything. No, She it just remembers that she's a Jedi and then does the thing. <laughs> she is just basically a Jedi. Um <laughs> And like there's – I think you can better speak to this, but I feel like the themes of the original animated movie of having this uh, girl in this culture become or pretend to be a man and then, you know, everyone finds out at the end that she's actually a woman mm -hmm. is undermined by that aspect and also by how – constantly like constantly this movie hits you over the head with this theme so, like i understand the original film had a song called be a man that's yeah. that's pretty blunt that kind of hits you over the head a well, little bit hold on hold on hold on the original song be a man was so funny because it was literally it was literally like i'll make a man out of you to mulan who categorically cannot be a man in this situation and she succeeds at the end and so like there's like a t tinge of irony. Like there's a line where he's like, did they send me daughters when I asked for sons? And that's like exactly what Mulan is doing. And so it's a fun song and a plot song at the same time because it's like her hero's journey. So I will like, yes, that theme is hitting it over the head, but there's a certain way that the original handled that theme that was more interesting and fun. <laughs> That this movie, this new adaptation just completely missed, like completely over its head. They're like, oh, if we just say it enough, the audience will know that this is our theme. <laughs> and it's like her dad is constantly telling her like, oh, this is your place in the world. Like, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And it's it's exhausting. Like, yeah. if you don't understand what this movie's trying to say uh, about like 10 minutes into this movie, like you're the biggest dummy in the world because yeah. it's yelling at you what it's trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like a, I don't know, it just feels like a butchering of the original theme because well, they then give her superpowers. <laughs> yes, it's wild because in the original, Mulan has to keep her secret at first, so that she can obviously not be found out, there's the threat of death immediately. Um, in this movie, they remove the threat of death, which I think is stupid. Um, 
And then she is sent home during like the be a man song and she stays because she like uses her, her like in like her innovation to like solve problems that like nobody else could have solved. Right. She like learns how to do things because she's not the strongest person. She uses, she uses like how smart she is and innovative she is in order to make up for that shortcoming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's this tension, underlying tension there that she's going to be found out. And even though she's done all the work to get this far, she'll be killed. And that's a huge tension for like a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. In this new movie, the tension is where everybody is like, you have to be true to yourself. You have to be true to yourself. You have to come out as who you really are. And it, <laughs> they treat it like, like she has to like – it's like a self-confidence issue yeah. when the issue is she will be killed. You know what I mean? Like like the stakes yeah. were very clear in the animated movie. And this one, it it's weird because like, <laughs> like her heroic moment of like taking off her armor to like let her hair down <laughs> in the movie yeah. is so ridiculous to me. Cause I'm like, you still, you're going into battle. You still need that armor. And it's treated like she's finally being who she is. And I'm like, she's dumb. She's going <laughs> to <die." laughs> So it's just, well, she's got a, she's got her superpowers. That's why. Um, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous that they're like, yeah, Mulan is in the wrong because she's hiding who she is. But like, she has to. She has to. Yeah. The <laughs> the culture has sort of dictated that for her. Like well, she has no choice. It's weird that the movie would paint the audience as being on like the military side. Yeah. F- to make Mulan come out as she truly is instead of on Mulan's side <laughs> who has to be smart enough to hide who she truly is. Otherwise she'll, you know, be killed. <laughs> I don't know. It's just such a strange position for the audience. <laughs> and I think, honestly, like the changes to Milan's character is probably my biggest problem with this film. Because there's other things that this movie does that I'm actually not that mad about. Yeah. I'm not mad uh, about the more like floaty kung fu action. I'm actually, mm-hmm. I was cool with that. Like, say That's what you okay. will about like the beginning scene, but it felt like watching like an old kung fu movie with like Jackie Chan or something. So it I was, did. I was actually on board with that. I was I'm, like, all right, I can, I can get going with it. I sometimes could. I really didn't like how often they like kicked arrows into each other. Well, ridiculous. That'd be like me kicking a bullet at you instead of shooting you with my gun. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's silly action. Again, that's why it kind of feels weird that this movie wants you to take it kind of seriously because they do stuff like that. Then it's like, oh, okay, this is a turn your brain off movie. Right. Which, if it's a turn your brain off movie, please do some sing songs. But. I wasn't that mad at that. I was also not that mad about an additional character they've added in, which was, I think her name. You didn't mind the the witch? witch? I did not mind the witch, actually. I think it was an interesting addition to have someone on the bad guy side uh, who had, like, because then it kind of makes sense to, like, why these guys are taking over land so quickly from this great empire. I wasn't actually that mad about her addition. I think she's wasted. She's super it, wasted. Well, in that case, then she shouldn't be added if she's wasted. You're 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 arguing against yourself in that. Because like she 
she should have been the main bad guy then. I know that they didn't they wanted to like keep the original callback to like this yellow-eyed scary dude, but they didn't need that. They could have just made her like if it would have turned out at the end of this movie that she was the yellow-eyed scary big bad dude the entire time and she had to pretend to be a dude in order to like command this army and basically like the bad guy and Mulan are in mirrored situations and that like helps flesh out their characters, that would have been interesting. But because it's just like this random witch who's clearly the most powerful person there and is just like taking kicks from this random dude, I was not a fan of it. And then she like is in love with Mulan halfway through and like sacrifices herself for no reason. It was boring. She, she literally didn't have to be in it. Well, I think they just made two crucial mistakes. I think that uh, again, I'm not saying that she had to be in it. I'm just saying I didn't mind her being in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish they just did two things differently with her. One, I wish they didn't make her super overpowered, crazy witch powers. I think if they just toned her down a little bit, it wouldn't feel like, why the heck are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, it would kind of make a little bit more sense for her to be there. So I think if they didn't make her super overpowered and I think if they just didn't waste her death at the end, she had this like sacrificial death, which I think is a okay to have in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was know. very unsatisfying. Like it's just an arrow. I think it would have been much more satisfying if at the end, uh, maybe she's fighting Mulan and then she comes to realize her and Mulan are kind of similar. And then she like turns on that dude and starts fighting him, but he gets hurt and takes her down. Then Mulan comes back. Like, I think if it had a little bit more of a sacrificial ending that was satisfying, I think it could have worked better. I thought the whole time it was leading up to um, to the witch basically – I think his name was Bori Khan. Do you think that was the bad guy's name? Yeah, it's Bori Khan. That was his name. Um, that the witch was going to turn on him in the last minute and be the big bad that Mulan had to defeat, which I was more okay with. But, yeah, it just seems – it seems dumb. <laughs> the whole thing seems yeah. dumb. Uh, again, I some of these additions I'm not exactly mad at. So I'm not no, mad okay. at her. I'm not mad at the kung fu fighting. I'm not mad at any of the casting or at how anyone yeah. did their performance. It's I thought just some was of the on story the boring beats. side, but that's okay. Um, I thought she did her action very impressively. So uh, kudos to her on that. Um, they literally make a joke in the beginning of the movie where Mulan is talking to her sister on the way to the matchmaker. And she's like, this is my surprised face. This is my angry face. This is my happy face. And it's the same face. And I feel like they made that joke. Like it's like a meta joke because she does not emote at all <laughs> this entire movie, which is a bummer because like Mulan was such an expressive person, even in like cartoon. So it was, a, it was a bit of a bummer. Um, there's some stuff that I liked in this, which is like I loved like all the scenery was really beautiful. Seeing like the Imperial City was amazing. Uh, the costumes were incredible. But that's kind of it. I don't think I liked much of and like the cast was great. Uh, they did a lot with a terrible yeah. script. <laughs> well, that's the thing is I think the this this follows the theme of every single live action movie where yeah, they don't have plot a stupid behind it. 
yep, plot stupid. They ruin the characters, but the casting is always great, and it yeah. always looks incredible. Like the Lion King was one of one of the best looking anime I... or live action movies I've ever seen. I still have not seen the Lion King. It's not worth it, but um, <laughs> it's still like very pretty to look at. Yeah. Now, one other big beef I have though with Mulan is, like you said, she was a little boring as the casting. Uh, I don't mind her boring. I just mind that the girl who plays her so clearly is a woman. <laughs> yes. It is hard That's not so to. It's just like the suspension of disbelief you have to put towards that is ridiculous. I don't know why they didn't just get like, like she's too petite. I don't know why they just didn't get like a more built like woman to play her. So at least like, like every time she was standing, like, I feel like they thought like, oh, she's not wearing makeup. And you know what? We're just gonna put a ton of makeup on all the other females. So it'll really look like she's not, she looks like a woman in every single scene. There's this part where she is walking she gets summoned to like the captain's tent or whatever and she's walking through <laughs> she's walking through the compound and she she's dressed like a soldier and she looks so much like a woman like so much it was just like how does how does not every how wouldn't everybody not know instantly that this was a woman yeah and i think for me too after i have just rewatched the legend of cora on yeah. Netflix. Fantastic series. Definitely recommend it. And the one thing I love about it is how freaking built Cora yeah, is. She is buff. so buff and built. And yeah. it just makes me question, like, why the heck didn't they just make Mulan buff? Like, why? Why? Like, it makes sense if she would be buff. Like, instead of giving yeah. her magical powers, just make her buff. Make her and buff. then everyone's like, okay, this kind of makes sense a little bit more. Yeah, it was wild. I also hated that they changed the romance around. I I really like the original Mulan romance. Like, because it's not a romance necessarily until like the very end where it's kind of hinted at a romance. And there can there's been like a ton of different interpretations between like their orientations and fluidity and stuff like that that are great. Um, but in the, and in the original script, it's more of them coming together to like respect each other and trust each other. And then at the end, when everything is revealed and they get over all those hangups, uh, there's a hint of a romance at the end. And I think it's such like a great little relationship story. And in this movie, they totally change it because like I love the original because it is one of the very few times when like a love interest also has like an interesting story arc wow um, yeah. in the original Shang uh has who's her love interest has such an interesting he gets his own story arc which is very interesting so he gets to not only like not only is he someone that Mulan kind of winks at and thinks that he's pretty cute. But at the same time, like he has this pressure to do well because his dad just put him in charge of this like small battalion of this ragtag team. So there's a lot of pressure for them to do well just in that. And then on top of it, despite him overcoming the odds and getting this group of soldiers together and then going out to go and help his dad in the field – they show up and all of his dad's soldiers are dead, including his dad. And from that moment on, like he has to take up the mantle to be the kind of leader that he didn't think he would have to be yet. And all of that is really interesting. He has like really interesting decisions throughout the rest of the story that make him a really interesting character. 
And instead of that super, super interesting story arc, we get what this movie did, where they split it up into two characters. One of them is still a general, but just wants Mulan to like marry his daughter. And one of them is a fellow soldier that secretly knows that she's a girl and yells at her in a pond for some reason. And it's like, it's so boring. Neither of them have story arc. There's nothing interesting there at all. And that sucks because because he's one of my fa- he's one of my favorite characters in this movie, which almost never happens for a love interest in a Disney movie. Yeah, and it just shows that the writer and director had a fundamental misinterpretation of the original story because they didn't include this because they, after like the whole Me Too movement, thought it was strange to have a person in power fall in love with their subservient. And I get that. On a surface level, I get that. But like they clearly did not understand what was so special about his character and how – you know, that example does not apply to this story. Right, right. Because their relationship wasn't really romantic until like the very end. It was more of them learning how to like trust and depend on each other and understand each other better throughout the story in almost like a brotherly love, which is very interesting. And then at the end, there's like a little hint of a romance. And that's all we need. We don't need anything else, Disney. We don't need it to be weird. You, We don't need you to explain everything and to be like, no homo this, no homo that. We don't need that. We need just an interesting story of two very different people with opposite goals coming together. That's like story 101. And it's okay that it's in your movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just a series of bad choices on their series part. Of bad, yeah. There is like one scene too that um, completely threw me off uh, that I want to mention. Now we're getting into some like deep nitpicks. Yeah, I'm um, ready. So there is this scene in the original film where they come upon a village that has been completely destroyed, burned down. It's terrible. Yeah. Now in the original animation, this was like really stark and uh, because in contrast to the previous scene, it was about or that scene was very dark, whereas previously it was like a musical number where mm-hmm. they're talking about like their ideal wife. And it's like silly. It's funny. It shows them like having like camaraderie. It's building the characters through this song. And then the song ends and then they come upon this village and they get slapped in the face yeah. where they're like, hey, this is actually reality. Yeah. And because of that contrast, it is so much more effective for the viewer to see that village burn to the ground. Mm-hmm. In the movie, it's like because it's always serious, it's always a little bit more grittier. When you get to that scene, it doesn't feel special. You don't feel the emotional weight of these soldiers coming upon this because in the original, it felt like, oh, now they're getting introduced to what war is. And the other one, the viewer has seen battles already. And so it's just not effective. Uh, here's another thing to prove your point. I honestly, I watched this a couple days ago. I honestly don't remember what you're talking about. I don't remember the scene you're talking about. <laughs> Do you at least remember the original film? Absolutely, one? 100%. Yeah. Vividly, in fact. Like every time we get, because that song is so fun and goofy and the um, animation is so beautiful and like bright uh, and they're walking through like these mountains and it's gorgeous scenery and then all of a sudden, the story, the song ends incredibly abruptly, and it's just a field of burnt and charred mm-hmm. 
like a village. It's horrible. Um, and I do not remember the parallel <laughs> from the movie whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, any other nitpicks you want to talk about? So many. Jet Li is so wasted as the emperor. Oh my gosh, they brought Jet Li back for nothing. For nothing. For nothing. He's so I did read that he initially denied, like, turned down the part because of the script. No, <laughs> oh, Jet, you should have done that. Well, he agreed to do it because his granddaughters asked him to because they said it was important for representation purposes, which is true. It's really it is really nice to see an entire um non-white cast do this to be honest so oh yeah super I, tol- I totally understand that um but he's super wasted on this like he agrees to do like one-on-one battle with the bad guy for some reason and then he gets tied up and like hung over magma like it's a video game and then Mulan comes to save him and the bad guy's going to shoot him. There were so many catching arrows before they hit you in the neck. I feel like that was like, they're like, yeah, this is really cool. But then it happens like 12 times and it's <laughs> cool. Um, but basically like Mulan does not save the emperor, which is what made me so mad. Like there's no, oh, I'm getting like worked up thinking about it. Like there's it's, nothing cool walk yourself about back. what Mulan does. She like, no. She unties his hand and then he catches the arrow and throws it and Mulan kicks it at the – in her signature kicking of arrow moves, kicks it into the bad guy and he dies. I just – it sucks. Like the original was so interesting because she not only takes what she learned from being a soldier, she also took elements of uh, how she was taught to be a woman and combined those two to overcome an opponent that was much bigger and stronger than her. And like the the part where she like takes her fan and he stabs through the fan and she uses the fan to like flip to disarm him is so cool. Like still to this day, mm-hmm. it's so cool. And we had nothing similar to that. We just had this weird phoenix thing that follows her around sometimes and is in the background. And we can't tell if it's in her mind or if everybody can see it. Um, and it just turned like – just tried to be really cool like she has phoenix wings but like why does that matter it was yeah it was not an effective scene in their attempt to or in them making mulan a superhero they made her far less special yeah it's just really boring really boring uh so there's a lot of controversies with this movie i won't get into detail on all of them but let me tell you there are done so just just google it you'll see it but there's a lot of controversy too in how they feel like a lot of this movie was compromised to satisfy uh the chinese market and that's true to some extent but i think the funny part for me in doing research for this is to find out that the chinese market kind of hates this film too (laughs) and for a lot of kind of similar reasons one like they feel like the chinese culture elements were not uh handled well again Mm -hmm. uh the original animation didn't handle them super well but this one didn't do it either they also think the characters were bland and flat uh and they think the treatment of uh chi is also kind of messed up (laughs) because in original chinese culture it is not a superpower it's just um, you know, it's a part of martial arts and it's a traditional idea for them. So yeah, kind of ruined it for both audiences. Yeah. It's made even worse by like the, 
the habit that U.S. movie making has of like taking like like culturally appropriating things and then adding mysticism to it as if it's like yeah. superpower already. And so the fact that they just did this and like slapped it onto a new movie in like 2020 is wild to me. Mm-hmm. Now, Amanda. Yeah. I have an alternative ending for this movie that not only I think makes uh, this movie a little bit better, but I think will make a tie-in to all of the live action adaptations that Disney has done. Okay. Mm. Okay. Hit me so with it. hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. I'm skeptical, but go for it. Okay. Uh, here, here it is. Okay. It's, it's, I think it should happen during like that mountain scene. That's a little weird. Um, okay. Like she's trying to fight against the emperor. She goes to uh, like light the match to, let's say it's more like the original one where she has to like do a firework in the mountain, which is much more creative. And I liked it better, but let's say she needs to do that. She tries to light a match and it just doesn't work. She can't get the fireworks to go just like the original animation. She's struggling super hard. And that's where you hear it, where behind a rock, you hear Donald Duck <laughs> laughing. And you're like, what? And then out of nowhere, there's Donald Duck. I Goofy hate it so and much. Sora from Kingdom Hearts. And then he casts a fire spell that puts the fire <laughs> fireworks on. So, and then out of nowhere, he joins the fight. And now it's not just a live action adaptation. It's the introduction to the Kingdom Hearts cinematic universe. You know what? To be honest, yeah, I would have liked that better. <laughs> <laughs> and now you get Sora, Donald, and Goofy going through all the live action adaptation movies. And then you didn't even notice it before, but there was a little hints in them in every single movie. And now it transitions to a Kingdom Hearts movie. Yes. Yeah, all right. I take that over this. There we go. I would 100% watch that movie. Uh, so do us a favor and please subscribe so you get automatically updated when new episodes come out at wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed anything we talked about in the last uh, fish hour or so, please leave us a review and tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook. We are at Adapted Pod on all of those platforms. Uh, you can send us some um, suggestions on what we should do next, either reviews or normal episode style at stuff at adaptedpod.com. And thanks to Catlow for our intro and outro music. Not as good as the Mulan soundtrack, but that's okay because <laughs> sometimes you need uh, you. some music in your life that's just chill, and he provides that for you. So Definitely. you can listen to more Catloaf on Spotify. Uh, our first episode of season two comes out this Thursday. This is a fun little mini review that we dropped ahead of season two. Uh, so be sure to tune in for that, uh, and come and find us on Instagram. We'll be doing a welcome to season two giveaway on there that you can participate in and get some free stuff. Yep. <laughs> Nice. (laughs) Were you looking up our Instagram so you could see what the giveaway was? I was looking up the lyrics to Reflection, but then I decided not to sing it. Oh, okay. I'm glad you didn't sing it.